now I, I know from the Pascal show that you've been there since the beginning. What's weird about Handmaids is that is that the, there's never been a big, I mean, like the 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 sets have gotten bigger and it's gotten, but the quality has been there from the very beginning. Like if you look at early episodes of Mad Men and then like season seven of Mad Men, it's almost like from a cinematography standpoint, it's almost two different shows. But the quality from the very beginning, season one of the Handmaid's Tale has been remarkable and crazy. But I know that it, it's always moving. There's always new. I always thought it was like the same tight-knit people, but I've learned from Colin and everybody that it's always this kind of moving. It's not like a revolving door, but different directors, different yes. producers and all the different stuff. Yeah. Is yeah. it weird to be there from the beginning? And, and do you ever feel like sometimes that it gets too big, too many cooks in the kitchen? I want, I want the dirt. Give me the dirt. <laughs> uh, another good point. Too many cooks in the kitchen. I mean, it, it's it's funny now because the people, a lot of people that have been there this season, last season, um, you're right. There's something to be said about being there from the very beginning. And I kind of enjoy that. And I like that because I have, I have everything in my head and I have all those details um, that I can refer back to. But but you're right. It, it does, especially for the, the newer ones coming in, like, okay, you know, you, you everybody's there for a reason. And we all have the jobs, our own jobs to do. But there's something to be said from being there from the beginning and having that. Uh, I think it brings a little bit of respect. Right. And like seniority kind of thing. Yeah. The very beginning. So definitely the, the good points. But yeah, um, too many cooks in the kitchen. I mean, because the show's gotten so big and um, our actually unit, our, the size of our unit of, of the show, like when we go parking, we go to park our unit to film for the day if we're on location, is grown from a certain amount of trucks and trailers to like triple the size now. So it's gotten really, it's gotten really huge. So you need, we need more people. You need more people on set. You need more people to deal with everything. Do you but have, um, like these nostalgic moments where you just want to be back in like, you know, back in June's bedroom <laughs> with the window. Like, yes. like do, do you watch yeah. it? Like, do you get nostalgic yes. when you watch it? Yes. Yeah. No, you hit, you hit it on the mark there. I do. And when that, when they closed off that house, when that was done, the Waterford house was, was taken apart and the Burned bedroom the ground. was gone. I, I, I took a lot of pictures because I knew it was going to happen like the next week or something. So I went to in the bedroom. I took pictures from my own personal self, you know. So I, I do feel nostalgia for that and for those yeah. moments and for being in that house. And um, I have a soft spot for season one. I really like, enjoyed season one. But it was crazy. Def definitely. I just watched in preparation for the new season coming out and also for this for this podcast. Uh, there's this, uh, this the, the recaps guy or something on YouTube. Most of my life when I'm not recording this episode is me just binge watching YouTube. It's, it's kind of sad, honestly. Right. I really need to like get out of the house more. But I, <laughs> I there's this guy and he really like rifles through the seasons like like, like one after it's, it's like jump cuts of like what happens in the show. And I forgot like season one wasted no time and was so insane from like really set the tone for the show. And as I'm watching this thing, all these traumatic things, like, like when they hung that girl from that crane, like with Emily, like these little, yeah, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like trauma. You, you forget that it happened because it was like so fucked up. That you're like, and he was kind of just like going from one thing to the other, to the other. And I'm like, oh, and I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. So messed up. Yeah. What's it like to watch what? the show? Is it hard for you to get into it since you know? I'm, I'm so fascinated by this. Like, do you watch it like I watch it or do you watch it like? I, I get into it. I can really get into it. Um, yeah, it still hits me. So I still get emotional for certain scenes. I still, uh, it still hits me hard, like certain things. But yeah. I, I do get, I, I, I feel it. I can get emotional watching. You know, because a lot of them hit, 
hit uh, points home that things like that really are happening. So maybe right. it's not, you know, it, it really does hit you. Yeah. It always but getting does. back to the season one, people say that they can't really walk into the show, not so much now, but in the beginning, because they were getting through season one with all those kind of mm-hmm. crazy things that were happening. But I would always tell people, it's like, well, you got to get, it's setting it up. We got to get through that and to see all those crazy, horrible things to kind of get through, you know, to the next stage of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Where there's more hope and more there's, you know, more positive things happening. As you mentioned before, there is such a a love for the show and people are fanatical about it. People dress up in, in, in the outfit and, and use it in protest and... You know, as somebody has who has been there from the from the jump from the beginning, did you ever, in your wildest dreams, imagine that the show would be number one so cult- culturally relevant, but also two just become this like visual language that is like larger than life and 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 a real like reference point in modern day society? Did you guys ever think that that would happen? You never quite know that. I mean, it's always you're always hoping things are going to be you know that great, but you never quite know. But I'll tell you when I when they sent me the script for Handmaids for the pilot, I was on another show and they sent it to me and um, I read it and I thought, wow, I, I felt it then. And I tell people this story now. It's like you really because you get a lot of scripts sent to you. You read them and like okay, well, but th- this one I felt and um, at that point I didn't have the show, but it's like, I need to have the show. I need this, <laughs> I need to do this. Because yeah. you felt it, you felt it in the writing. You knew that you, you really felt the story, at least the way it was written, it was like fantastic. So um, yeah, I went for it. I knew I need to have it. So, and then I got it. But once it start, once you start doing it, like, because you're doing the episodes and it hasn't aired yet, maybe for another, you know, few months or whatever. So all you you got back was from the showrunner Bruce Miller. Would you know he and I would have conversations, and he would tell me, "Say, oh, everything's been done. The editing is great. Like makeup's fantastic, but nobody, the public hasn't seen anything yet. So you're still on, you know, pins and needles. You're not quite sure it's like how it's going to be perceived. But then it all came together, and everything was great. But you never quite know it's going to be huge. But I have to say, once we started filming, and once things, you know, started getting out there, and people were watching it you felt the, the electricity and you felt it was great to feel all those moments of the show getting bigger and people responding to it. And it was, it's a great feeling. And I remember just being like walking on the street, walking like past people and they'd be talking about the show just in oh like God. random conversations. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> I'd never had that before, but that that's what I knew was pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. I would imagine the Halloween is kind of crazy when it's, uh, yeah. I, I, I would imagine that this year it's probably going to be, I, I said to my wife that this year it's going to be like the strange, you know, I might just stay in for, for Halloween this year. Cause it's going to be nothing but stranger things. It's like hellfire yeah. shirts or whatever, but I would imagine yeah. that it's pretty cool. The first time you see an outfit that you work and put together and then someone's walking down the street, like yeah. walking down the street with it on. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Especially with a show like handmaids. How often do you have friends, family members, people you used to go to school with, people trying to get dirt on the show and, and and how does that work and how do they get you guys to like not talk about that like if if your if your mom asks you know like is serena's baby tuello's baby and she asks you that and you can't answer that's my theory by the way <laughs> my theory not his don't don't chop this up yeah do you not answer? Can you not answer? Do you sign NDAs? Can you legally get? We sued? all sign con- like contractually NDAs. We all have to sign something in the beginning, so we, we all do that. Do people How far ever that go, little things and little kind of maybe just graze over a certain subject? Or talk, 
maybe, you know, but generally people are pretty good and they have enough respect for the show, but we all have to sign, you know, NDAs. Yeah. Do, you, do your family members really push you though? Like when you're at Christmas? To like, they Come do. On, my, my sister, my sister actually pushes you, asks me a lot. Like I can't, I can't, <laughs> tell, you know, and first of all, you don't want to know. I tell like, you don't want to know anyway. She's like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to know. So right. uh, yeah, but there are people that push hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yo, that's my that's my theory. For no one brings that up, so maybe it's just like an idiotic theory. But like, <laughs> okay, I'm, these, these are my own personal views. I just feel like Tuello and her had this tension. That's the name, right? I am saying the right name. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. yeah. They had they had this tension at the airport, and they kind of gloss over that, like real, like on the low, like I could get you out of here, kind of thing. And that's such like a trope in all like these romance novels, like he could like save you. And then, like, uh, Fred is infertile, and then Nick, and then they have the baby. I'm telling you, that's the bombshell. That's my prediction. Uh, I, don't say anything. I don't want to get you in trouble because I know yeah. that's probably going to be true. So that's my theory. I, it, I hope it's not too crazy. Maybe I missed something in the. I don't know. It's not a bad theory. I like no. it. Like it's, it. it's not brought up though in like the YouTube videos and stuff yeah. and all the predictors. And they, they say that maybe Serena will be a handmaid this time. I don't know, but we'll see. 